0: Hey, welcome to a very special episode of the podcast. Today, we're gonna to be talking about not just the coronavirus, but all of the actual impacts of the virus on the stock market, the real estate market, the lending space, what you should do, what you should not do, who should take advantage. That's a mouthful. We've got a lot going on. Today, I have uh, Derek Williamson, Dean Lawton. I'm Alex McFadden. Listen to the podcast. Let us know what you think. Subscribe, uh, give us a review, and we will talk to you guys soon. What's up, guys? You are listening to the YBR Remo Show, where we talk all things Vancouver real estate and mortgages, take boring topics, and make them interesting. Make sure to stay tuned to listen to everything you need to know how to put cash back in your pocket, create wealth in real estate, and simplify the complicated. Welcome to uh, this week's episode of the podcast. We are going to get right into it. Lots has happened over the last few weeks in real estate. Um, We're going to talk about an ongoing topic, something that we've talked about Wow. We predicted it. Well, I wouldn't say we predicted it, but we had the conversation about three, four or five weeks ago about the impact of the coronavirus on uh, interest rates at the time. And it was before it happened. Then we saw fixed rates go down and then we saw variables rates go down and then we saw a whole bunch of other stuff happen. So the purpose today is to really round up everything that we know about not the virus per se, but the impact on the financial markets. In particular lending real estate and try and bring some sense of um, calmness or understanding to a crazy time it's actually insane to look out there and see uh, NBA seasons canceled and NHL yeah. and concerts and all these little things and well guys how do you feel
1: shit's getting real it's starting uh, to seem real for sure when you see big things like that happening right like uh, Trump I believe put a short-term ban on uh, travel from the U.S. to Europe for 30 days as of yesterday, so it's interesting for sure.
2: Yeah, I mean, just in regular day-to-day stuff, obviously, if I mean, if you're a hockey fan or a basketball fan, those types of things are going to impact you immediately, but even just what we're seeing with regular professionals in other industries, staff are starting to stay home, uh, things are just slowing down a little bit. Uh, I went to get my car service today and they were missing half of their staff, so just little things like that are you're you're we're starting to see the impact um, in just regular everyday life events. Right. Regular, Absolutely. Regular tasks. Yeah, it's been crazy. And
0: you can see our, our energy levels are a little bit lower today. I'll try to I'll try very hard to bring back up. We haven't had our caffeine here. Um, so the purpose today really for us is to go over uh, some of the things that have happened, what we've seen uh, when it comes to interest rates, uh, where there's opportunities for people right now. I mean, hey, it's a terrible time for the world. But it's a good time when it comes to real estate financing. And so we'll talk about what that means and where the opportunity is for you. Should you invest? Should you not invest? You know, should you buy or not buy? What does that look like? Um, obviously, we've seen the impact of the stock markets hitting record lows in record times. That, as we are aware, and but a lot of people are not aware of, has impacted the interest rates. So uh, why don't we get Derek right into uh, uh, what we've seen when it comes to uh, first and foremost fixed interest rates? Because that's a question I'm getting right now. Like what have you seen happen in the last last couple weeks here?
1: Probably in the last three to six weeks, uh, there's been a drop of in the range of 0.6%, I'd say off fixed interest rates. Um, Yeah, about a month ago, we were sitting just above 3%, 3 3.09, 3.19, and they're down as low today at about 2.59%, which is, it may not seem massive, it's about a half a percent, um, but when it comes to mortgage financing, because you're borrowing such a large amount of money, it's it's drastic, the savings that you can accumulate over five years, 10 years, 30 years, it starts to add up. Um, so yeah, fixed rates have dropped. Obviously the main reason just to make it very boring and short is so people have pulled money out of, out of public markets and they buy bonds. Now our fixed rates in Canada are tied directly to the bond price. So when the bond market gets flooded, the price comes down and our fixed interest rates drop along with that. So that's pretty well the main reason that fixed rates have come down and people are pulling money out of public markets, obviously because of what's happening uh, with the global economy, if you want to say that yep yep yeah and uh flooding the
0: market and so those rates that you mentioned the two uh, 319 to 259 are these are what we call conventional mortgage rates so this could be for someone who is maybe refinancing or putting down more than 20 percent or something of that nature we've seen interest rates come even lower uh substantially lower than that um over a half percent or not a half percent sorry over a quarter percent for someone who's paying for mortgage insurance so that's interesting we should make a point on that for sure. um and this is this comes a week after we saw Variable interest rates hit the news, like literally a week before this, uh, we were talking about uh, Bank of Canada, uh, Prime, and, and what what does that all mean? And I get questions about this every day right now, just because we don't normally see both the bond market come down and the key lending rate come down so dramatically at the same time. Uh, Dean, what, what, did, what, did we, what did you see last week? And what are your thoughts on that?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's been, it's been significant. I think where I've noticed a lot of, uh, I guess, panic or concern is people that are already... Uh, purchased a home and waiting for it to close, and wondering if their rate that they took two weeks ago is going to be impacted and go down. And so, I, you know, maybe, maybe you and Derek can just touch on that—the type of advice that you're giving to our clients that are are in that position, yeah. essentially waiting for their their new property to close.
0: Well, I think I think there's a couple key points here. We'll talk a little bit about what what we do and then what we're seeing right now. So, I get a lot of people asking right now: Is the right time to take a fixed rate because the rates are low, or is the right time to take a variable rate? I'm gonna say first and foremost, I'm gonna plead the fifth here, and I'm gonna take. It depends on your financial situation sure. and what you're willing to do. There's no one thing that's the right way. I hear a lot of people say it's always this way or always that way in in the marketplace, and it's not that there's one right way. Um, you know, I, I we tend to lean variable a lot in a lot of times and situations, and now could be a great time to go variable. But with someone's personal circumstance, that may lead us to look into the the fixed rate as a solution. Would
1: you agree with that or for sure? And I think it comes down to. I mean, you said personal preference which it is yeah. like yeah. if you want your mortgage to be completely hands off and you don't want to have to think about it, if it's a comfort thing, there's absolutely nothing wrong with going fixed because fixed, rate, fixed rates are at probably a two and a half year low. Um, obviously there's a lot of benefit of taking the variable and what could that be if you take a variable right now maybe fixed rates continue to fall even further right and if you're interested in watching that and actually it's almost looking at it like the stock market if it goes low enough you can actually flip your variable into a fixed at the perfect time right yeah but again some people don't want to have to think about that after they've just bought their first house and they're moving in and they have all these new um, you know aspects in their life so that's so so we're gonna pump our own tires here for a second because
0: this is something that we do so what if you locked into a fixed mortgage two months ago with a with another institution Uh, you haven't closed you're closing for another 30 days Uh, this is where our team uh, really shows up because what have we been doing all week long all week long we've been uh, calling every lender and every bank that our clients have a mortgage with to check in where the rates are for that client and get them dropped even if it's like a day before closing I think you did that the other day where it was a client literally closing the next day and you called and got them dropped by almost a half percent which was pretty awesome Um, so that's something that we do but your bank will never do that. They will not proactively call you and let you know that. So, very key point. So, first and foremost, if you have not closed on your purchase, you should probably give us a call for a second opinion, um, and, and we can help you get that down. And it's important that we say that because there's a lot of people. I was talking to actually somebody yesterday who did not choose to go uh, with us for a variety of reasons, and you know what? Their interest rate ended up being a half percent above today's rate, which we could sure. help them out with. Um, but let's not talk too much about uh, that. You know that piece. Let's actually break it down into numbers. Like, what does that mean in in difference in interest from then to now?
1: Yeah. So, if you take a five hundred thousand dollar mortgage, just for easy numbers' sake, um, about a month ago, three point one nine percent five year fix. Your monthly payment's about twenty one fifty nine, twenty one sixty, if you want to round it up. So, if you were to break that down and drop the rate to two point five nine, based on today's best rates, payment drops to about nineteen ninety five right? So the difference is about $165 every single month. And that's just payment, right? That doesn't factor in interest savings and principal pay down. So those differences.
2: I mean, that's significant. That's out of pocket. So you're saving $164 a month out of pocket, right? That's that's a, that's a big number a couple, for a lot n- of people. A couple of nice meals. Yeah, yeah absolutely. A, you know, a good sized grocery shop. Yeah. Ooh. All right, some diapers. You <laughs> yeah. need some of those real soon, but, but. oh yeah.
1: <laughs> so so the monthly payment thing is obviously huge. It's immediate cash flow. Uh, it, it helps with, you know, cost of living and, and style of living, if you will. So principal pay down is another big difference because the interest rate's gone down, that means you're paying less interest and more principal within your payment. So because of that, you're gonna pay down about $5,000 more principal over your five-year term, right? So that's an extra $5,000 that you have available in equity after five years. Huge. Yep.
2: In addition to the monthly savings of the out-of-pocket. Yeah.
1: Yep. And then there's one more.
2: Oh, tell me more.
1: <laughs> so the, oh, sorry, that sorry. That is the total cost, right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Let's work out our numbers here. So the 165 monthly savings, the $5,000 off of the uh, principal that you're paying down on the loan, which is basically paying down the loan faster. And then the $15,000 savings in total interest over the term is how much you're saving. So that equals about a $20,000 uh, difference from from a month before, like a month ago. 0.6% yeah. difference, unreal. But uh, that doesn't even factor in, like we talked about. You're saving money, but we can make this even better. It's like shamwow here. One more thing. Um, so here's an interesting strategy that we recommend to our clients uh, often that you would never hear from anywhere else: is take that difference in savings, right? That 165, increase your payment by that 165, and then you're going to automatically triple up on the amount of principal you're paying down. So you're not going to pay down 5,000. You're going to pay, pay down. $15,000 of, of total additional principal, your interest calcul- your interest would also drop in terms of total interest paid dramatically, which is huge. I mean, uh, like I'd have to work out the numbers specifically, but uh, that's a massive difference between the two. And you don't
2: have to go the full 165, but you could cut. Yeah. The so I mean, just yeah. in simple terms, by taking that $165 additional uh, money that you're, you would be saving out of pocket, and you're just applying it right to principal. So there's it's going directly to a principal which is, it's huge. And I mean, again, that you're going to want to, the proper mortgage product that allows you to do that. Yeah. um, But they're available. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So it's really quickly. Last thing I want to touch on the rate side of things is I've had a lot of phone calls, emails, text messages, Instagram messages, everything in the last few days uh, with people who have variable rates and they're asking me right now, like is now, should I be locking in now? What's going on? Did my rate get impacted? Did I not? I think a few key points on that. First of all, it depends on the type of product you have, whether or not your payment goes up or down. Uh, Some clients have what's called a frozen variable rate. Uh, The good thing about that is if you're comfortable with your payment already, um, you're actually going to end up paying substantially more to the principal and less on interest, which means you pay it off faster. That's kind of nice. If you have a floating payment, that means your payment will actually go down by that half percent. So you're going to realize those savings. If I were you on the variable rate side uh, and you've been comfortable with that higher payment the entire time, personally uh again a scenario dependent i'd say ride it out because we might see a couple more more uh, decreases
2: any any thoughts on that or yeah 100 percent agree i mean very picking a variable is again it's it's significant that you you have to look at your personal finances and if you can get a frozen variable payment then great you're not you know you know your payment's going to stay the same all the time but you know if you're looking at a product that is going to go up and down based on rate changes you obviously want to be able to um weather it up or down uh But the thing with a variable, the one thing I always say to to clients is it's a long game. If you're going to take a variable, it's something you should be willing to stick with for the entire time. Because that shows since 1982, the variable clients have been further ahead. So if you're going back and forth and trying to ride it out, well, the last five years, those variable clients have paid more. Yep. But if they continue to keep it for the next five to 10 years, they will, they will do well. Cool. So why don't we, uh, chat
0: on like a lot of these people want to know, like, where's the opportunity going to be in the next few. So obviously the opportunity, uh, is going to eventually come in potentially for some people, if you haven't lost money in the stock market, but for now in the real estate market, let's talk about where is the opportunity right off the bat. And I think right away, when we look at the lower cost of borrowing, not just living, lower cost of borrowing, we kind of jump into accessing the
1: equity in your home, right? For sure. Yeah, we help a lot of our clients that uh, maybe they don't realize or they've never thought about, you know, what equity looks like and and where you can make use of it. Um, A lot of our clients are accessing equity in the form of a line of credit or a refinance to invest further into real estate, right? Not always, but a lot of the times that's what we're helping our clients do to create long-term wealth. Um, So, I mean, with that said, the line of credit rate has dropped a half a percent, which is massive. Um, just on the rental property piece where we live, values are very high, obviously. Right. Especially from Vancouver to Chilliwack. Um, it's pretty tough unless you're going to put, you know, a 30, 35% down payment to find a property that's going to cash flow just because of the values that we have here. So this drop in interest rates and in variable in line of credit can quite literally make that difference, right? Like we just talked about $165 a month. On a five hundred thousand dollar mortgage, that could make or break your rental property to create cash flow, right? So that's huge. Accessing equity, the money's cheap. It's a great time to get in there and actually utilize it, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah, and, and because of the rate it is significantly lower, you can borrow more money. You can uh, no question. To borrow no more. question. Right? So
0: you you borrow more money, uh, lower cost of living. You can cash flow. Uh, you could purchase potentially maybe even a second uh, property if that was the case. We've been running some scenarios here behind the scenes and just looking at it. And, and obviously, we just kind of broke out the $170 difference on $500,000. And that still uh, holds true. But there were a bunch of scenarios that we had put together in the last two weeks where they were actually cash negative when we factored in potential vacancy and insurance and all these types of things. And now the next week, they're sitting cash positive. So, uh, really cool. And and this and these are all twenty percent down uh, properties that we're looking at right here. Really cool from an investment standpoint. Um- my suggestion from an investor is right now again if the cost of borrowing is this low and you have access to equity is is do it now while you can while you know what the interest cost associated with that is and our property values have also brought back up you know we don't know what the next three six nine twelve months look like and if we see a lot of other uh people offloading their properties uh and letting them go out of fear because we could see that happening with the stock market they're trying to reinvest um i was chatting with someone today and their prediction is we will see more more property on the market then you could be uh, ready primed and ready to go forward the key is right
2: now is have the money available so contact us so we can run that equity analysis and put that together for you right yeah and that's an that's an opportunity opportunity that you can look at with accessing equity is investing in the stock market i i I mean not that we're going to touch on the stock market or what's good or what's bad there but i did have a client reach out saying they wanted to sell their house to invest in a certain stock yeah well we you can, you can still do that and you can still access equity without having to sell your home. So yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, That person I was mentioning earlier, just uh, got a hundred
0: thousand dollar line of credit to do that. So, So, I mean, there you go. There's people going out now that we don't, we don't recommend going, leveraging your entire property on the stock market right now, but, uh, but it is a common strategy that a lot of savvy investors (laughs) do. Yeah. Yeah. Make sure you're talking to the right people. So let us know, we'll connect you up. Uh, So, so let's keep, let's keep going on the list. So we, we did touch quite a bit on the cost of living. So just standard cost of living has gone down, but uh, uh, consolidating debts is an interesting one right now. Um, you know, we don't take that lightly, just, Hey, let's refinance your scenario and, and pay out your bad debts or your car loans, or your credit cards. But life happens. Um, you know, I was just talking uh, to a client the other day and uh, they had a, a family situation come up and someone was sick and they had to basically take on 75,000 bucks of debt in the last two years. And it just turns out that right now with fortunately, the property value is coming back up and the cost of borrowing down right now, this is gonna save them really their home.
1: For sure. Um, I think like consumer debt is definitely not uncommon. Yeah. I'd say maybe one of every 10 borrowers that we deal with might have zero debt. Like it's, it's actually very, very uncommon. People, people typically do have vehicle loans or credit card debt or, or what have you. Um, and like you mentioned, it could just simply be, you know, a life event that's come up and, and that 7,500 or 15,000 or whatever the number is, If your income doesn't support being able to pay that off month over month, you're just stuck with that debt, right? Like you're just, you're making your minimum payment. You can't seem to get ahead. You're not being able to save because of that. So, I mean, yes, there's, there's sometimes always going to be costs involved with doing a refinance to consolidate debts, but you got to think big picture, right? Like what is it doing for you personally, for your lifestyle, Um, all the different pieces, but at the same time, we're going to look at those debts and see if it makes sense. See if it makes sense from a cash flow perspective, as well as, you know, a credit card, you can sometimes be paying 19%. Totally.
2: Yeah, exactly. And it's important to note that there is no variable rate in a credit card or uh, a car loan for that matter. So whatever your rate is, you're just paying a high years ago, it's still there. It hasn't changed even with the market and all these things that are happening. So you could easily roll that into your mortgage and have a really good mortgage rate on those products, right? So it's something to think about. It's not, it's just structuring debt in a, a, you know, a a really smart way. So another
1: example is uh, I had a client that owns a property. He wanted to buy another property he had his down payment. He didn't want to touch his existing, but he didn't qualify because he had a big truck payment, 750 bucks a month. Right. And as much as he didn't want to roll that truck payment in and prolong the payments, he allowed him to qualify for the purchase. Right? So we refinanced the existing property, consolidated the truck loan because there was enough equity and it allowed him to buy what he wanted to buy. Cause prior to that, he just simply couldn't or he had to sell the truck. Right.
0: Right. right. And so he could also choose depending on the product that he had, maybe he recommended this to actually increase his payment by that allowable amount too. After For closing, sure. closing yeah. Yeah, which, absolutely. which could uh, keep it so that he actually pays off that loan in the same
2: amount of time, right? Yeah, and not to get too technical, but the, the way that those interest rates compound on a car loan compared to a, a mortgage, it's, it's, yeah. it's significantly higher. And that's probably wow. another discussion, but um, overall, that client is far better doing what he just did.
0: Totally. So let's let's keep things interesting here. Let's talk about predictions. Uh, this is uh, this is what we're paid. No, it's not. But <laughs> we like to think we were paid for predictions. We are not. So uh, let's break down. We talked about this a little bit beforehand. So we're just kind of kind of spitball on what we're seeing in the market right now, what we're hearing based on talking to some educated professionals, reading quite a few uh, economist blogs, and uh, what we're seeing in the news. Since this is also fresh and so new, it's really uncharted territory for um, for everybody I know. But um, you know, I'll jump in right away and just kind to talk a little bit about the Bank of Canada and the, and the variable interest rate and what we might see on that side of things. Um, again, based on, on what we are seeing and uh, the overall economy and the impact of this virus, uh, virus. Sorry, we're going to see potentially job loss. We are going to see a, a reduced uh, trade demand. We're going to see people spending less money. It's going to hurt the economy. And the government is likely going to have to stimulate it uh, at some point. If this takes one month, maybe less so than if it takes like three to six months we are likely or highly likely to see another one maybe two rate drops happen uh, this year who knows for how long again it depends on how long this pandemic uh, lands out but that's again that's that's a win on the side of the variable rate client so th- there's a
1: there's a key consideration right there what do you guys think about that do you agree or
2: absolutely yeah I would
1: definitely agree just on the variable piece so that's that's Bank of Canada changing rates right that would right. essentially drop all existing variable and line of credit products. Um, Something that we've talked about internally here is because, so there's a discount on on variable rates, right? They take your prime minus, call it 1%, right? So right now we're seeing variables in the range of prime minus one. So it's around, you know, two and a half percent roughly. What we think will probably happen over the next two, three, six months is those discounts will probably start to shrink because prime rate's becoming so low right so that could happen as well instead of it being prime minus one it could come down to prime minus you know 0. 0.7
0: 0. 0.8 0. 0.6 I, I hate to update you we got an email about an hour ago uh seeing a lender already sent out oh, the really? rates that they're, oh, they're
2: as of uh tomorrow like just came out so uh, we'll <laughs> look at that and that's but. super common that's what we saw last time that the the bank of canada got the rate way down before it started going up uh, the the average discount was prime minus uh, 0. 0.40 so mm-hmm. we could easily see it get back there And so even more reason to secure a really good variable discount now, because that's the part that doesn't change. If you sign sign a term, a five-year term for a a prime minus one, it doesn't change. Yeah. So yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. So, uh, number two, uh, we were talking about the, uh, the fixed rates and what's happening right now. Um, again, the bond market's in the tank and we haven't seen their rates continue to go down. But if it continues
2: like this, they have to. They have to come for down, sure. right? That'd yeah, be no, for like sure. That, it seems right? like every day yeah, they're coming sure. down. Almost, uh, it's it's something that we're obviously going to continue to watch. But yeah, we are predicting are, that they will. Things continue are still to coming down. Fall.
0: It doesn't necessarily mean that you should wait because the interesting thing about this is this happened so fast. We could see things flip right upside down if we see positive
2: signs next week. Yeah that's what I wanted to kind of finish on is the positivity. Uh, if you look at China who, who got the biggest impact to this whole coronavirus, first, they are totally turning the corner and things have come right back. Uh, they shut down their Chinese basketball league. It's back on like the, the the number of viruses, um, presumptive cases and people that are actually getting uh, diagnosed with it like that's dying down significantly. So things are turning the corner. Their markets are coming back. Everything's coming back in China. So if we if if our country is doing the right thing to, you know, protect us from this virus, we are going to see things turn around. It, it will happen. There will be uh, correction here. So Yeah, no question, no
0: question. question. Uh, In in the meantime, I think it's important for anybody who's out there uh, shopping for a home, getting a refinance, working with us. uh, Some really, really key tips. We didn't, I don't know if we got onto this already is people are working from home. Uh, A lot of people aren't at the offices, um, lenders have been emailing us in the last day or two, uh, advising us that they're going to have reduced staff. So if you are making an offer on a property out there searching, just keep in mind that your timelines will be reduced. Now we're still working here, here full time. We can talk. We're still working here full time. Uh, neat thing about our process is that we built it so we could be anywhere. So that's kind of cool, but we can't control the lenders and their timelines. So have a little, little extra patience on the side of the lending institutions, the appraisers, especially because they're physically in contact with people. And in particular, you're real estate agent, right? So there's some cool ways that you can get around this, you can still access it, and it might benefit you, which is obviously virtual. So we do everything online if you need to video. And then when it comes to real estate, I mean, the videos are pretty awesome these days, virtual tours, all that kind of stuff. So you can still search safely, you can still refinance without even, you know, leaving your house and, and uh, get all the information that you need. But uh, be aware that this type of a situation is pretty unique, and it does impact uh, timelines.
2: Yeah, and as fast as it it came and hit us, is it can it can basically turn around and go the other direction that quickly? Gone,
0: overnight. What do you guys your
2: thoughts on? Do you guys want to jump in and predictions on the thoughts of the real estate market
0: in terms of price points? Any feelings there, or just we don't know what's going to happen here?
2: Well, yeah. It's, I mean, as of right now, it's crazy, right? There's multiple offers and things are things are moving. Values are are in a really good position. So where it's going to go, I would assume it will taper out a little bit at the very least, but.
0: Man, this is a this is the biggest unknown I've ever dealt with
1: in in yeah. the real estate
2: career. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Derek? Any thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I'd probably match what Dean said. Like right now, it is crazy, and obviously, driving interest rates low is is speeding things up, and that's that's the point of why interest rates are dropping is to increase borrowing, which helps stimulate the economy. Um, what is going to happen with the real estate market in the near future? I have absolutely no idea. Hopefully it continues doing what it's doing at some level without too much craziness. But, um, I think that a lot of sellers are starting to get on board, realizing that the markets come back and they're starting to list. So that might fizzle things out a little bit, right? Uh, the multiple offer piece is simply because there is a shortage of inventory and now, you know, properties were down a little bit in 2019, they're back. And it might be a good time to sell if, if you are waiting for a, a certain dollar figure.
0: And and again, as Dean mentioned with that example, if we do uh, just like they saw in China, maybe a little less extreme, see things kind of come up and it, it flattens out, it comes back. I mean, that was over the course of a month. Uh, you know, there might be a little bit of a lull for, for three to four weeks on, on all sides, but things are gonna come back hot and they're gonna come back heavy and it's not gonna stop this year just based on the projection of where things are going. So if you have any questions, everything, keep in mind, this is your personal situation, right? So just reach out, the boys and I will uh, we'll look after you.
1: So any last parting words and we can end on a super positive note here only thing else I'd mention is if you're curious and and you think you're on the fence and you might not buy because of this, just keep in mind, like real estate is a long-term investment right just like the variable if you hold it long term it will come back you will you will do well you will create equity in that property right if you're buying a house thinking that you're going to make 50 or a hundred thousand in the next six months i probably wouldn't do it um, but if you're buying a property that you plan on holding whether it be rental or owner occupied uh, i i'd say there's there's never a bad time yeah there's, and
2: there's honestly it's an it's a fantastic time right now with everything we just discussed the interest rates it's the opportunities it's just a fantastic time. to get. It is,
0: it is. Um, hey guys, thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. This has been a lot of fun, special episode here. We're going to keep things going. We got fantastic feedback so far, but we'd love to hear from you guys. Hey, give us a review on iTunes if you can. Uh, shoot us, shut us out on Instagram at Thrive Mortgage Co., Facebook, whatever you like, hit up the boys here. Uh, let us know what you think. We'd love to hear from you. So thank you so much for checking it out and tuning in and uh, stay tuned for the next episode.